Alexandra Wright is the visionary driving force behind the creation of the African Heritage Food Co-op and many other innovative community initiatives. He shares over 20 years of stories, anecdotes, and cautionary tales garnered from living life as a Black, educated, heterosexual man who has made some of the best and worst decisions. Beautifully flawed, his insight is unique, authentic, and gritty. From good shit to hood shit to bullshit, he's going to cover it all in quips and riddles, the hilarity of what is his life. Welcome to another episode of Quips and Riddles, the hilarity that is my life. This is Alex Wright, and I'm here with a special guest, PhD candidate, Manira Ali. Whoop, whoop. Hello, everyone. This is Munira Ali. Um, I just want to clarify, though, I'm an EDD candidate, which is quite different than a PhD candidate. How is that different? Um, an educational practitioner. So we are actually practicing theory that we learn about, per se, um, as opposed to PhD, which is research-based. So the PhDs write the books, but you do the work. I mean, you know, you may get some argument and pushback from some PhDs, but essentially, <laughs> yes, yes, right. out here working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk uh, a little bit about minding your own motherfucking business. Mind your motherfucking business. All right, and um, as always, we're going to start with uh, a story that's in my life. I want to say that this may be triggering. We're going to talk a little bit about SA. We're going to talk about uh, some things that may uh, not be comfortable as always, but it's always for a good reason, always for a good point at the end. All right. Okay. So um, some of you may know this. I am a law school graduate. And during the last year of law school, while I was studying for the bar, some things happened, all right? Um, I'm at home, I'm chilling with my father, God rest his soul, and some fellas. We're all in the house, having some drinks, having a good time. My father gets a phone call that my sister is missing. Uh oh. My sister at the time was 15, 16 years old. Pops is drunk. I said, Pops, you can't leave right now. You're not in a good state of mind. Um, we got to call the police, you know, and get this thing going. Pops is like, nah, she down at that boy house. I already know where she is. She snuck out the house um, and he's upset. Now the father, I get it um, why he was upset, but his, his condition wasn't one that he was of sound mind, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and um, he goes to the little boy's house catches her jumping out of his window and he um, gets physical with her with a, a switch. Mm -hmm. All right. And, um, you know, I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying whatever. I but, am. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, he, he gets busy with the switch and um, the police are called. Okay. And then he is arrested. I I find out about this the next day because, like I said, you know, I wasn't in the condition of right mind to be involved with anything at that time. So I'm thinking that he, you know, um, someone saw her, saw him hitting her with a switch, 
and you know they arrested him for abusing her snitches get stitches okay okay so that's not what happened <laughs> um what ended up what really happened was that she told the police that he had sexually assaulted her mm. now when this happened i when i found out about this i sat her down and i had a conversation with her and i was like hey sis you know you know you can be real with me what happened and she really couldn't give me a specific or really couldn't tell me um a lot of details about the the, the assault and i'm thinking okay um i know my father i know he likes women but he's never done anything with a young person or he didn't seem like that but you, you don't know like a lot of serial killers don't seem like serial killers until you see the the heads in the refrigerator jeffrey Dahmer, right okay. so um you know i'm talking to her and i'll tell her hey you know if you're feeling unsafe you can live with me um and i said the only thing is you're gonna have to go to school you know and you're gonna have a curfew right no 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 she didn't want to do with that she was staying with her mother um with my father out of the house now before i go further with this story i want you to know that uh three years later she comes clean and she recants and she says that the reason she told the police that is because she wanted my father out of the house mm -hmm. um because yeah. she couldn't sneak out the house she couldn't go be with the boy that she wanted to be with. Mm. She couldn't just live the life that she wanted to live. And she and the boy had had a conversation about how to get my father out of the house. Wow. And if she said that, then he would go. So what ended up happening is he um, was charged as a sex offender. Wow. Based on her statement. Um, he didn't want to take her to court um, and have her on the stand and didn't want her to have any parts of, of the judicial system. So he took a plea, um, which was no jail time for him because he didn't have that kind of uh, a record or a jacket. Um, but still, he had that status. And it was like a low level of it, but it was still a status that in our community, you just don't want to have right, right right um the thing about this is this was a trick by her then boyfriend mm -hmm. because not two days after my father's locked up he's beating her mm. he started to go upside her head um as soon as my father was locked up mm. so um, at this time of my life, I had undergone neck surgery. And so I was just in recovery. My neck surgery probably happened maybe um, a month before all this stuff took place. The guy beats up on my sister or my father's in jail. Her mother calls me, says, hey, the boy was just here. Beat up on my sister in her mother's house in front of her mother. Mm, the audacity. Right? So um i call my little brother and my godbrother and i tell them i just had surgery i can't catch the guy i just want you to catch up with him don't touch him, right but just catch up with him because i can't chase so they get in the car 
with me and we go to my my uh sister where my sister is i get there oh he just left he went to this train station mm -hmm. all right so we pull over to the, to the train station and my brother and my god brother run out right i parked the car i'm walking over um slowly because again i'm 30 days out of uh basically two spinals one on my neck and one on my lower back so I'm I'm in bad shape, right? Um, I walk to the train station. I get on the escalator, like Donald Trump, and it's very slow. It's going it's going down. Okay, I don't understand this Donald Trump reference, but all right. So I'm going down um, the escalator, and my brother, my god brother, have him stopped again. Have not touched this young man. Um, because that wasn't their function. I get down to the end of the escalator. As soon as I get down to the end, I punch him. Bow. So you were in better shape than you let on. I think it was the adrenaline and the anger. I punch him. He collapses, right? I punch him three more times. Boom, boom, boom. Till I see blood come out. Um give him a few choice expletives. You know, don't ever touch my sister, blah, 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 blah. A few MFs, a few punk, few, you know, things, right? Um, He's crying at this point. Mm. Oh, I never touched your sister. She lied on me, da, 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 da. Yeah, okay, she lied on you and her mother lied on you, right? Mm. Um, So, I step back on the escalator and I don't walk up. I just step on the escalator and let it guide me up. Uh, my adrenaline is wearing off at this point and I'm like, I need like uh, a pain pill or whatever. So I went to find my prescription. Um, my brother on his way up, just because he was upset, smacks the guy, right? Pow, right? Uh, calls him a few expletives and just walks up again. Nobody jumped this guy. Um, he wasn't alone. There was somebody there with him. That person didn't jump, bust a great move, shake, nothing. Nothing. Um, so I'm thinking I did a good thing as a big brother. You know, you put your hands on my sister. You need to understand that there are going to be problems, right? Okay wrong um two days later i get a call from my sister yelling at me oh you ain't have to jump him like that y'all ain't have to beat him like that why would you do that to him um i'm like yo sis what are you talking about nobody jumped this guy he had called her flipped the situation made her feel like it was all her fault because she told somebody about the abuse, mm. right? And it goes back to how predators operate, yeah. right? Yep. They can get you away from your family. Mm -hmm. they, make, they make the people that love you and care about you seem like the monsters. Yeah. They, they're too strict. Mm -hmm. They, they're one, they want to harm you and hurt you. Yeah. And and they're the ones who want to give you freedom and life and yeah. nurturing and stuff. 
And as soon as they can split you apart from that, yeah. they can begin to abuse you. Yeah. Right? She told he got what he needed, and then he flipped it and further manipulated her. This is where the mining yo MF business comes in. Because what did I put on the line to right, do that? Right, 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 right. One, I'm studying for the bar at the time. Yes. So I wasn't studying. Mm-hmm. I also just had surgery. Right. So what if, what if he was tougher than that? Right. What if he would have gave me a fight? Right. What if he would have hit me in the neck? Right. Right? I would have messed around and been paralyzed. Um, the police could have got a hold of you. But I could have I could have gone to jail, right? Handcuffs, right? All this stuff for not minding Your my motherfucking business. business. I mean, you don't have to bleep it out. This is Yeah, it is it's expletive. <laughs> My own motherfucking business. Mind your got right? Mind your motherfucking business. M Y M F B, right? And um, it's hard to to think that, right? Because as a man and as a person, the first thing you want to do is protect your family, protect your loved ones. Right. We see injustices. We want to take it to our own hands right. and we want to handle X, Y, and Z. Right. But sometimes that's counterproductive it is. to what needs to happen. Yes. If she's not ready to let that person go, right. you putting your hands on that person is only going to make an enemy. Who are you? You're not God. Get in the way of God. Right. Get out of his way. So, so that's one of the things that, um, it wasn't my fight and sometimes it's not your fight. Even when they ask you, that's right. I was at home minding my business studying for this exam. Mm -hmm. Okay. And instead of staying focused on my business, mm -hmm. studying my bar exam, mm -hmm. right. Going to my bar class. Mm -hmm. I'm out here in the street scrapping like an animal. Right, and escalators and shit. Right. <laughs> Wilding. Okay? So that was a big problem. And I should have minded my business. Here's a here's a piece of that, right? I think of it like like muscles. Okay? If you overuse a muscle, the other muscles don't get strong. Mm-hmm. Right? If I keep doing the same exercise, the other muscles don't isolate and they don't get strong. And sometimes we jump into people's business and jump into their situation yeah. where God is testing them. Yes. And it's it's up to them to strengthen. Right. Right. Because if they don't strengthen and we don't let them get strong, then they can never help us. Right. And they can never help themselves. So. And because of that incident, you know, I'm sure that she's been other domestic violence disputes. I know for a fact she's been other domestic violence disputes, mm -hmm. right? That my hands are tied on mm -hmm. because of, of that situation and it not being my business. Can I interject? You definitely can. Yeah, this is a great segue because I don't know how many people heard 
your previous episode about shadow boxing versus shadow work, um, wherein um, shadow boxing is when you're fighting against your healing process and things you need to work on. Um, and shadow work is, is the work you need to do on yourself and sometimes in isolation. So when we're talking about isolation, the, the flip side to the isolation that your sister faced where she was being abused is when we mind our own motherfucking business, isolate ourselves and work on ourselves, right? Um, in a way where we seek and find our own personal truths, um, work that arguably your sister should have done. Um, a lot of times people who are emotionally traumatized, um, rather than go through the healing process, they find people uh, to get in relationships with to fill that particular void. Now, this is not my area of expertise at all as an EDD, um, but um, I am kind of a living testimony of minding my own fucking business. Like me and my cousin, our motto for 2023 was we're going to mind our business and drink water, right? Because water, stay hydrated, all good. But Minding our business, what does that mean? So for me, as the oldest of one, two, three, four, five other siblings, it's hard, like in your situation, to not be compelled into their bullshit. Right. You know, um, something goes down, you're the oldest, they're calling you. You know, in my case, you in your case, you were riding escalators. In my case, I was flying down to beat people ass. Right? So um, it was... It was after some time had passed and I adulted for a while as a single mother, divorced, where I realized I was coming to other people's aid who, when I needed support, they were not willing to or not able to reciprocate. So I had to reflect, review, reflect, reassess my life. And that's when I began the shadow work, right? And in that shadow work, Shadow work most times requires you to isolate so that in minding your business, you can, you can, you can figure yourself out. So I use the example like, boom, you're, you're driving a vehicle that you shopped for. You bought a new vehicle. You're driving a vehicle on the highway and you start noticing the, the same vehicle on the highway that before you never noticed. So it's your same vehicle, you see other people driving it. Right. So when you're minding your own business and you're going through the healing process, when as you're going through the process and even after you've gone through the process, you'll start to encounter people and you'll recognize things that you've worked through. Like you could look, if, you, if you're dating, you can look at a person and say, boom, oh, that person is dealing with abandonment issues. That person has mommy issues, daddy issues. That person is not healed. They have emotional trauma that they're dealing with. And you can choose not to engage in an intimate relationship with that person. But none of that occurs. None of that insight will occur if you don't mind your fucking business and do the work on, on yourself. You know, and so I think it was important to interject at that point because it was a good segue from the last podcast to now bringing bringing it home. You know, with this isolation and 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 working on yourself. You know. Yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest things uh, to even add to that at another level of that is, you know, even though this thing happened with my sister, I'm speaking about it now in the podcast. Um, trying to 
help other people who have gone through this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not go around talking about her, dogging her, making her feel any kind of way, because that also wasn't my business. Right. Right. Okay. Right. It wasn't my business to get in her business mm-hmm. about any other her any other of her relationships. Be on the phone calling her stupid or anything mm-hmm. crazy like that. That none of that was my business. Mm-hmm. All all I could do is what I can do is try to be a good big brother. If she came to me for advice or came to me and needed help that I can give without putting myself, my life, my freedom, my health on the line, mm-hmm. then to be there for her. I think a big part of mine of your motherfucking business it's staying out of other people's business to stop talking about other people, mm-hmm. right? And stop speaking on things right. that you don't know shit about, right. right? So there are things that she has to deal with and healing that she has to do. Cool. But guess what? There's shit I got to deal with. There's right. healing that I have to do. So I can't sit around my kitchen table talking about my sister. I can't sit around my kitchen table talking about my pops, mm-hmm. talking about your pops, right? The Bible I, talks about that, about how are you or how are you going to say to someone, get the plank out of their eye, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. When you have one in your eye. Got a damn telephone pole in your eye. Telephone Somebody pole. got some dust in their <laughs> eye, and you got a damn telephone pole in your eye. Right. You know, you're talking about somebody else's kids, and your kids yeah. are failing out. Yeah. Your kids are running wild. Yeah. You know, you're talking about <clears throat> somebody else's life. Yeah. Right now, recently, I've been going through a lot of things. Um, some of you that know me know um, where people have been dogging me out, demonizing me talking about me left and right who have never sat down and had dinner with me mm-hmm. who have never had a real conversation with me mm-hmm. right um but everybody has an opinion right and people just gotta mind mind your business especially if you don't have direct knowledge mm-hmm. of something and and the caveat to that if you don't mind me adding is uh my a part of minding your business is efficient boundary setting right because if someone comes to you with uh, 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 subjective or, uh, information or an opinion about someone else, you can set a boundary and say, no, I don't want to hear that because that's none of my business. It's none of my motherfucking business, right? right? Who, who somebody is dating is none of my business. Mm-hmm. You know, who my ex is dating is none of my mm-hmm. business. You know, for all you Facebook stalkers, Instagram stalkers, um, you know, you trying to call uh, they brother or sister to trying to find out what's going on. That's none of your business. None of your damn business. I'll tell you something else. My son, a year ago, um, said he met a guy named Mr. Darnell with his mom. Okay? Now, Mr. Darnell isn't none of my business. None of your damn business. Right? I didn't question my son on who's Mr. Darnell mm-hmm. or Daryl or it started with a D. I don't know what that dude's name was, but it become my concern if he told me Mr. Darnell put his hands on me. Right. Mr. Darnell was yelling and cussing me out. Mr. Darnell was doing something to him, right, that, you know, wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Then Mr. Dar- Darnell has a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. right? But Mr. Darnell being with his mother, 
is none of my motherfucking business. Imagine the peace that we as individuals would have in our lives if we minded our motherfucking business. Salt and Pepper said, if I want to be a freak and sell it on the weekend, it's none of my business. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So in this quest to, to minding my business in 2023 and, and leading into 2024, you know, I prioritize mental health and a lot of people walking around here emotionally and mentally unstable, including a lot of professionals who are front facing who need to deal with that. But um, they don't deal with it because they're not minding their business, right? Um, so mental health has become a priority. Physical health has become a priority. You know, dare I say it's controversial, but it's a lot of unhealthy people in Western New York and Buffalo physically, you know, overweight, underweight, malnourished, so on and so forth. If they just took the time to mind their business and, and figure themselves out, it wouldn't be like this. You have people dying at young ages and overdosing and so on and so forth. They, they have addiction issues, you know? And so, and then also in minding my business, uh, tapping into a higher power, my existential self, right? Whoever your God is, whoever you serve or whatever relationship you have with the universe or higher being, you know, because tapping into that and your spirituality can kind of balance out everything else and, 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 and compel you to live a path where you're able to set boundaries. You're, you're, you're able to, um, Mind your business efficiently because that's the key. Like minding your business efficiently, what does that look like? But I'll let you go ahead because I digress. Yeah, no, that's not a digression at all. I think that's on topic. But look, not to belabor the point, but we have to mind our motherfucking business, right? Think about it. You know all of Beyonce's business, Hmm. right? But your LLC hasn't been started yet. Uh, you know everything about Princess Diane and the royal family and who's the king, right? But you don't have any savings. Mm. You don't have a retirement plan, right? You know, you know what's happening with the people down the block, around the corner, who's fucking who, who's gay, who's not gay, all this stuff, and none of that makes you any money. Or let me circle it back around as an educational practitioner. You are focused on everything outside the house, but your children are outside at 10 o'clock. Remember that commercial back in the day? Yeah. It's 10 p.m. Do you, you know, know where your, your children, children are? Right. You know, uh, 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 we have a lot of parents who are derelicts of their responsibility because they're not minding their motherfucking business, so much so that our own beloved Dr. Williams of BPS is 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 having to plead with parents to reel their children in because of the school violence that's taking place in Buffalo. You know, so if we really minded our business, what a wonderful world Buffalo could be. Like what a I mean, damn. Man, the nation, right? right. And 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 here is the thing. We even penalize people for minding their business. Yeah. Right? When people are not all involved with the gossip, oh, you ain't heard? Oh, you don't know? Mm. Oh, oh, what's your opinion on this? Oh, what you think about that? People ask me, and I'm going to tell you something. People don't ask me my opinion on trivial matters because usually I'm too busy or I just don't give a fuck. Right. And my don't give a fuck is so hard and so real that people stop asking me about that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
you know if you're minding your business if people stop bringing you business right, right. people stop bringing you trivial nonsense if you don't feed into the fuckery mm-hmm. right then people stop talking to you about that mm-hmm. right so this is how you can measure how much of your business you mind what are the people around you talking about right mm-hmm. what are they saying right so that's just the realest thing i can say to you I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I want to thank uh, EDD candidate <laughs> uh, Manira Ali for jumping on. And um, I appreciate y'all. And uh, we're going to leave you with a little song that'll remind you to mind your motherfucking business. And it's a song that you could play for people who are in your motherfucking business. Yes. And Carnival is coming up, so... It's, it's right in line with that. <laughs> All right, y'all. And fellas, remember, you're not the prize, but you set the standard. Bye.